0: Welcome to Speed City with John Massingale, Bob Varsha, and Jonathan Green. It's the fastest hour on the radio, Speed City.
1: Good morning, gearheads, and welcome to Speed City F1 on Sirius XM, your pre-race show for the Formula One Abu Dhabi Grand Prix, bright and early. This is John Massingale. I'm the gentleman driver of the team, if you will, but not to worry. I'm joined by the professionals, the man across the table from me here in the studio in Austin is one of the most recognizable voices of two and four wheel motorsports and former former ESPN oh, F one no! pit reporter oh,
2: Jonathan Green. Good morning, Jonathan. <laughs> Miss Macau this year. <laughs> yeah. I was doing Vegas, and that was just as oh mayhem as anything else could be, but uh, quite an experience, I must say. Yeah, Vegas was crazy, wasn't it? It was, and and, and a crazy success actually. Yeah. Um, I, I don't, you know, we, we. It was so much anticipation that, um, you know, what could go wrong? But you know, uh, things did go wrong, but things did go right too, uh, and I think it lived up to all expectations. And here we are, final, final race, just a week I, later. I think, I think that the uh, the manhole, the
1: valve cover incident was uh, quite overshadowed by the rest of the weekend. I think so. I think I think the race. I mean, I was just listening to a different podcast and, you know, the, the, the checkered flag, et cetera, the people who mm. do this have done this for decades and decades were like, maybe this is the best race of the year. Talking uh, about it, uh, Fred, you know. Fr-
2: Frederick Vasseur, actually, that was one of his quotes. He said it was the best race of the year. And that's the head of Ferrari. Yeah.
1: <laughs> How prophetic was Total Wolf when he just, I know. he went off on the press yeah. right after FP1, going, what are you crazy? This is Thursday night. No one's even listening. No one's mm. watching. No one's, you know, paying any attention.
2: Uh, yeah, it, it is like, I mean, it really is like, you know, the first quarter of a of an NFL game and, and the, the lights don't turn off or, or on or the and Super Bowl. Be- it's like before the first quarter. Yeah, exactly. You know? I mean, it's, it's like, and then, the, you know, everybody complains. It's it, come on, you know, yeah. we got the lights yeah. back on, the game got, got going. Come on.
1: Well, it, it was a shame because the people that don't really follow Formula One, everybody was asking me. That Monday, oh, what happened? All I saw was a lawsuit. And I was like, that's just an opportunistic lawyer trying to make some money. It honestly. just
2: shows you, though, <laughs> um, the way social media stroke uh, the, the world we live in, that negativity is so quick to to overshadow uh, anything that's positive. Um, there was so much going on and so many positive things about that weekend that, yes, there was a manhole. <laughs> <laughs> okay speaking, as, as, if of magic, as if by magic as if by magic speaking of lawyers I, are you on a ship didn't we put you on a ship to somewhere
0: <laughs> i was supposed to be and then yeah. there was this this unsettling experience going on in the middle east and the cruise was canceled sadly
1: something's going, going on in the middle east
0: <laughs> yeah yeah Un- unfortunately tragedy is going on in the middle east but yeah the cruise yeah. was canceled and uh I felt badly about that but well we feel such badly life. for you.
2: We have you though so yep. that's a good thing.
0: How yep. are you, Bob? Sorry I'm uh, I'm good. A little late, kind of misjudged my uh my morning rituals before I got on here before the crack of dawn on the east coast, but um looks like we're going to have a great wind up to the 2023 season. So I'm looking forward to it.
2: Yeah, you you, you missed nothing. Um we were just talking about the success and uh brilliance of vegas and how most of the negativity was all about a manhole cover which was kind of a little bit over the top well
0: yeah it was it was very unfortunate that uh, the ferrari and the uh, alpine got damaged and so on and so forth but you know having been through a million of these first-time events like like yourself Mm -hmm. uh, there are problems this was a big one I'll add the distinction of being the guy in the public address system who told uh, the fans they had to go home at one thirty in the morning. And uh,
2: you should have so seen Bob's thought, face when I smilingly said, "Bob, uh, you got you got to tell the audience to go home." Right. I was read like, this, "All you, Big
0: B." B. <laughs> right. That no, that was that was poorly handled, I think. But again, you know, first time event, these things happen. And yeah. As I heard you guys say, it, it rightly should not overshadow. Uh, the achievement and uh, what will be a spectacular event going forward.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, we say that it was poorly handled. And yes, I agree that it was. But I looked at a lot of the reasoning why they did that. And they were talking about people at the end of their shifts and safety and all those things. And I don't know all the details, but I suppose if those were legitimate, they either should have planned ahead or well, and let's yeah. face
2: it, the town was on tent hooks in terms of there had been a lot of talk of strikes with its hotel staff and so on and so forth. Hey, it's a yep. huge disruption. I mean, it's a massive disruption to a city that doesn't <laughs> sure. doesn't sleep. So, yeah, yeah. they, they, they were they wanted to know what it was all about. They were dubious. um, And yet I think they'll welcome it back and see the opportunity next year.
0: Yeah. I mean, you and I sat in that PA booth and watched those enormous yeah. crowds around the stages Nuts. where the DJs were performing and our colleagues yeah. were filling people in on what was going on. And yeah, they'll get together. They'll they'll tweak it. You know, we saw a first time event at Circuit of the Americas a little over a decade ago. First time event at Miami three years ago, almost now. Um yeah, it if needs you to be yeah. Tweaked, then I'm sure it will
2: be. And if you remember, Coda had problems with parking. Coda had problems with uh, with food and vendors uh, having all the yeah, you know. Yeah. It took time, and it does take time. And uh, you know, you can't you can't you know plan for everything.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah. Coda yeah. was so focused on in egress and egress ingress and egress that they dropped the ball on some other things. They got that right, but is that a wild bird? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right. I think <laughs> I shot hey, one, one of igris. those ones.
2: I think I shot, yeah, I shot one of those <laughs>
0: They're delicious Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Okay, that, that, that story is behind us We got another one <laughs> Yeah, let's move on <laughs> Let's go to the yeah. Middle
1: East <laughs> Uh, yeah. yes. Um, we have a surprise yeah. on poll. We have Max Verstappen. <laughs> 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 Who is this man you speak of?
2: Well, actually, a yeah, bit of a surprise. Joel
1: Leclerc was surprised to be on the front row.
2: Is it me, or are they getting s- uh, end of season mad, crazy mad, where like Marco is betting against his own driver? And, yeah. team now. like, yeah, come was on, guys, bad, wasn't
0: it? Five, a, 500 you know, euros, too, some...
2: wasn't just nothing. No, and he's all, yeah, he's, yeah. T- he's tight, too. He's an Austrian, he doesn't mess about.
0: Yep. Hard to imagine Red, Red Bull being so bored they bet against their own driver. Yeah. So,
2: mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> well, yeah. I've checked in with our, our buddy stat man Sean Kelly this morning, who reminds us that we have a four way battle over fourth in Drivers' Championship. Science, Alonzo, Norris, Leclerc are covered by 12 points. Yeah. Four points separating Mercedes and Ferrari for second in the Constructors' Championship and all the money at stake. McLaren and Aston over fourth place in the Constructors and a four way battle over seventh through 10th so there's a lot to be decided and uh i'm looking forward to it
2: yeah you've got mercedes in p4 with russell and ferrari in p2 with claire so we've got to focus right. on that that's a huge thing to focus on uh given that both yeah. hamilton and signs um have uh, well two different problems one uncompetitive the other uh again um dinged uh
0: mr science yeah 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 boy Carlos, what is going I on? Know. I'm surprised uh, Ferrari has enough parts left over here at the end of the season to uh, rebuild another race car. I know, Well, we are somehow.
1: talking Ferrari, but yes, I agree with you. If anybody's going to have parts, it's going to be Ferrari or Mercedes. Yeah. Uh, well, let's uh, let's hear from some of the drivers. In fact, let's start with our, uh, our pole man, Max Verstappen.
3: Uh, good team effort, I guess, after FP3 as well. You know, a lot of guys um, yeah, just trying to find improvements and then um, yeah, the car was uh, set up in a in a better direction for me to um, to push more and feel better in it.
4: Does that give you confidence then tomorrow you'll be able to hold off the Ferraris, hold off the McLarens, and really push for the win?
3: Yeah, I haven't done any long runs, so it's a bit difficult to say at the moment. But normally, from what I've felt so far, I've had the best balance all weekend. So that normally then helps also for,
5: for the long run.
1: How, how can he say anything's difficult at this point? He's about to win his, possibly, his 19th... <laughs> That's even mind-blowing to say his 19th 19th race. Race. I mean, how many seasons have we not even had 19 races?
2: I (laughs) know.
0: Well, you got to admire his, first happens, that is, his, uh, you know, his honesty. He said, look, the car wasn't great when we started, and uh, we made it great. And, you know, even at our lofty performance level, you know, we still have things to do. You got to check all the boxes or these guys are going to get us. Watching qualifying, God, at one point. Verstappen put in a lap that was seven tenths of a second quicker than anybody, but then the McLarens uh, closed in and got within a couple of tenths of him. So, you know, I think he recognizes the the wolves are at the door, and they've got to keep up their performance level, or um, he's going to get passed.
2: I think that's what's made this season as historic. Uh I think that's the word to really? use because uh I was listening to Check and Flag, uh BBC's Check and Flag and they were saying, you know, boring or historic. And the truth is it what it has been whether you, you know, if you Both. are it's been but <laughs> <laughs> No, I don't think it, well it hasn't because that is the essence of Formula 1. It's not boring when when you're winning and it wasn't boring, you know, we 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 hark back to Prost Senna We hop back to the McLaren 15 out of 16. You know, uh, these are moments in history. Schumacher, uh, you know, I mean, mean, there was a time when Schumacher just just absolutely ruled the roost. And before Ferrari went on that run, they hadn't won in 27 years. And, um, you know, I mean, uh, the championship. So to see what they're doing and to see how competitive, I think that's the, that was where my footnote was going to go, which is it's not like this car, like the Braun of 2008, found something that nobody else had figured out and totally tranced everybody with a, a diffuser. This is a highly competitive series where anyone of today, of science, Leclerc, uh, McLaren uh, Lando Piastri could all win this race competitively and yes Red Bull keep beating them but that's because they're on their game
1: Yeah, it's hard to argue with yep. that and yes I completely agree I, I'm the one who's been arguing all year yes you, you know that Max is probably going to win a race but everything behind that has been fantastically competitive and fun to watch and you, and you don't know who's going to be right behind them so yeah
0: Completely. Yeah, it's all part of the game. And when we say it time and time again, this is a, this is not just an athletic endeavor. It's a technology war. It's a garage war as much Mm. as everything else. You find out where you are when you go out to race the first time. You're behind, you have to catch up. Nobody's going to help you. They're not going to change rules. They're not going to slow down the guys who are up ahead. You've got to get it done. And um, as we've said over and over again, we all want to say we witnessed the McLarens yeah. of 1988 and the Schumacher mm-hmm. of, the, of the the decade of the arts. Yep. yep. Yeah. Right. And uh, and we're going to want to say, hey, kids, gather around. Let me tell you about this guy, Max Verstappen, back in 2023. And the
2: RB19. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, that yeah. car that car is going right. to go down in history. Uh, I mean, it's so – but that was the other thing. It's bulletproof. I was. I wrote that down in my notes. I was like, this. You know,
1: reliability is almost a non-issue at mm. all for Red yeah. Bull. Yeah. And actually, quite
2: up and down the grid, and we've had a little bit, but nothing like. Seasons well, you, past. you remember that Reddit thing that came out uh, when all the damage was out? You know, this sort of the constructors' the destruction championship. <laughs> yeah. Sort of, yeah. Yeah. I think it was last year, and Schumacher was at the top of it uh, for wrecking cars, but. You know, when you look actually at the bottom of that, that is, it's far more telling, is that Verstappen had had zero problems ah, with his car.
1: That is insane. Well, let's hear from the man that's on the front row with Max Verstappen. Let's hear from Charles Leclerc.
5: I'm very surprised. Uh, I am very surprised because I didn't really not expect to be on the front row for tomorrow. We've had a very difficult FP3. FP2 was okay. We were... On top of the time sheet, but for me that didn't mean anything. It was uh, only one lap, and so yeah, in Q1, Q2 we struggled a lot. We put two new sets of uh, soft to get out of Q1, which we did by a fine margin. Then Q2. Um, Oh, again, it was quite tight. And then Q3, I just went all in and uh, it seems to have worked. So really happy to be starting second tomorrow.
4: How do you feel about your prospects of winning tomorrow? This hasn't been the strongest weekend so far for Red Bull. I know the McLarens look quick as well and you guys in patches have looked good as well.
5: Yeah, I mean, uh, the Red Bull will be quick tomorrow, I'm sure. Uh, the McLaren will be very strong tomorrow, I'm sure. Uh, yeah, let's uh, let's see. I don't really know what to expect. Um I just hope we can beat Mercedes in the constrictors, and that's uh, all that matters to me.
2: I think that says it all. You know, his focus is laser on what the job at hand is. It's not about winning races. It's about, and I think we might see some interesting move stroke strategy because of that. Um, That's really, the race is immaterial at this point for them. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Yeah, and
0: and that was a great Uh, description from Leclerc about the difference between qualifying and the race you know okay we we barely got out of q1 we had to use another set of tires q2 was very tight you know q3 was a scramble and i made it to the front row and so i feel lucky but the race is going to be a whole different animal
1: all right you might hear some chatter in the background joining us with his microphone his inexhaustible knowledge and sharp elbows ready to get us the interviews from abby dabby the man who seems impervious to jet lag chris madeline
4: good evening chris how are you buddy I'm very well. I'm going to accuse you of jet lag, though, John, because Casey just had to bail me out. Nobody gave me the link. I couldn't do huh. the show.
2: Uh, you're not the only one. You I, I, I oh, oh, think oh, he's oh. giving us a lesson uh, at the end of the season. I that? that was
0: I my excuse, as well. too. I didn't get the link. <laughs>
2: yeah. There we go,
4: yeah. Oh, you messaged um, me, too. I, I messaged both, both of you, and you were such pros focused on the show uh, that you didn't check your phones. So, uh, well, I'm sorry I, I'm late, everyone. To be I'm honest, I have, I have brought an interview. I have brought <laughs> content. Okay. <laughs> uh and i don't know if it's it's ready but it, it, it is it's been fired over to kc uh and it was a young man by the name
0: of patricio award ah uh, yes here in the paddock mclaren's newest official reserve driver <laughs> yes
4: exactly yeah um right. and he uh oh. he gave me a good a good chunk of time actually so uh i don't well, know when we want to hear know from him but uh yeah
1: Let's get. Uh, let's hear from Paddle right after these messages. You're listening to Speed City F One. Back after a quick break.
0: And the world. Yeah, thanks, thanks, uh,
1: Chris. I thought we were going to the interview, but Casey saved me because he looked at the clock and I hadn't looked at it yet. We're time. It's time for a break. Yeah, oh, oh, yeah. So,
4: put... I started teeing it up, and then I was like, "Oh, maybe I've done that at a bad time." So well, sorry. I
1: thought you, I was, I was good to go, but then I looked after. I was like, "What are you waiting on, Casey?" He's like, uh it's time for a commercial."
0: He's holding it. Oh, it takes a village. Are we on YouTube? I've got some new YouTube. Yep, uh, we are. We are. Tune in this it's morning. kind of quiet okay, out there this case. morning
1: at five in the morning. Go, Bob.
0: Sorry, everybody. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> go ahead. Uh, what do you got? Nothing. Just want to know people are listening.
1: Oh, okay. Yes. <laughs> YouTube is is lit up. It looks like it's TW and a few other
2: lurkers. I have to say, yeah. Um, and we we can get to this, and Chris can allude to it. Uh, but we are very mm. much in a situation like last week at Vegas, where the the like like you heard Leclerc saying long runs, you know, Verstappen yeah. saying no wrong long runs. They've had a very jaunty, uh, you know, disjointed run at the, disjointed yeah. run at this Grand Prix. Which is unusual. <clears throat> they know the data because they've been here a bunch of times, um, and they know the track. Not quite like Vegas. It's in not that in respect. that respect, but yeah. but in the, in the respect of you know how much time on track and how much going through yeah. their programs, it's it's been disjointed, and therefore we may see a surprise.
1: Mm. T.W. says first laps and could be crazy. This, uh, Chuck and Georgie will both be aggressive to the front.
2: Chuck and Georgie. Yep. Well, Georgie's already big. aggressive.
0: We'll get, uh, we get down to the starting grid. I apologize in advance because I wrote it last night on the plane back from the, uh, from the Rockies um, with my friend um, Bourbon? Bourbon in the <laughs> next seat. So, yeah, <laughs> <so we laughs> yeah.
2: Good guess, huh? <laughs> yeah. How did you know? <laughs> <laughs> been there, done that.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah George has been racing already because uh, Max Verstappen and George Russell have just gone side-by-side side through turn nine, that long, fast left-hander, <laughs> like the, the new one. It's only a few years old. Um,
2: Mm -hmm. Hi, this is Karun Chandok, and you're listening to Speed City.
0: Welcome back to the fastest hour in
1: radio, Speed City. CrowdStrike presents Driven in 60 as the official cybersecurity partner of the Mercedes-AMG Petronas Formula One team, CrowdStrike protects against cyber threats so the team can focus on what matters their next win. The revolutionary cloud-native unified CrowdStrike Falcon platform harnesses the speed and the power of the cloud to protect and defend organizations of all sizes against increasingly complex threats, stopping breaches before they happen. Because on and off the track, the stakes couldn't be higher. A split second can make the difference between victory and defeat. When every second counts, protection shouldn't slow you down it should fuel your momentum. CrowdStrike, protection at every turn. To learn more and to try CrowdStrike Falcon free today, visit crowdstrike.com slash XM. All right, Mr. Medlin, you were uh, just talking about this interview. You caught up. You just, was this just a few minutes ago with Pato Award?
2: Lost him.
4: i just, Paddo was late. To- <laughs> me. Uh, but yeah, uh, it was just before we went live on air. I managed to grab him.
1: All right, well, let's hear from Pato Ward now.
4: Pato, thanks very much for joining us here on Speed City and Sirius XM, head of the Abu Dhabi Grand Prix. Uh, Got a smile on your face. You're excited to go uh, watch some racing today?
3: Yes, I'm excited to get back into the car on Tuesday. Um, And it's always a joy to see you around the paddock. (laughs)
4: Likewise, when you come and visit us every now and then, making the long trip over. But you're also here with some big news. An official reserve driver for the McLaren Formula 1 team. How does that feel?
3: It's been... um I don't want to say a long time coming, but I think it's a step in the right direction of where I want to be in a few years. Um, and just, just keep on the work that's 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 been the journey, I guess, the last couple of years here in the Formula One side. Uh, so just keep on uh, improving and all of that and just making myself more familiar with everything, you know, because it is such a different thing to IndyCar. Well, you did get an experience in the car on Friday as well, in FP1. How was that? It was good. I mean, we were, you know, my job in FP1 was to to make Lando's um, Lando's FP2 as smooth as possible, and that is, you know, doing the the dirty work, I guess we can call it, you know, the the rake the rake scans and the downforce levels and front wing and just all those little things that um, that do add up to quite a bit of laps uh, to get into the window. Um, so I, you know. I feel grateful and 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 it feels nice to be part of what this res- of what this weekend's result is going to be. Um, and then you know I'm going to have my go to to properly wring its neck on uh, on Tuesday.
4: Do you feel more comfortable each time you get in the car and you come and work with the team, or because there's quite big gaps between it? Does it take you a little while to get up to speed?
3: Absolutely, no. I feel very very comfortable being in the car now. Is is uh, what feels the most comfortable? I have to say. I mean. I think what is, what is still a work in progress and just trying to understand uh, how it all kind of works in a way is outside of the car. Uh, but being inside the car now is actually what feels like home, you know, and then just still getting used to, um, you know, the rules in the racing here in versus IndyCar is completely different. Um, so a good strategy in IndyCar is not a good strategy in F1 and then vice versa and then um just the way that you have to describe things uh when describing the car because you can't just change the suspension on the car like you can in cars. so they're they're very different details that you need to express
4: well i guess you get to do a lot of that on tuesday with a whole day of testing and you've hinted at it a few times already in this interview how excited are you to get a full day of basically giving it everything rather than having to worry about yeah keep the car safe for lando
3: no nah, super pumped you know it's the test days is really the, the best chance to get to know a car and to uh, keep developing yourself, you know, because we're going to have a bunch of tires um, and we'll have race runs, we'll have performance runs, we'll have low fuel, high fuel. In FP1 we, we did more of a mid fuel and then high fuel. We, I didn't really get to feel what the car is capable of in a performance run. So I'm um, excited for that
4: you also mentioned to me a bit ago off mic about how your neck used to give you a lot of trouble in these f1 cars how many tests did it take for you to finally crack it that your neck will hold up
3: uh for it to hold up for a full test day it took three tests um and that is with a lot of work in between tests um you know you just you don't really, i think people don't realize how insane the g's that you pull in these cars are and if your body is not used to it, it does take a while. Um, no matter how much you train it, it's not just training the neck, but you need to make your back stronger. You need to make your traps stronger. So it's a combination of, of just big areas that aren't necessarily just the neck that you need to make sure that are in tip-top shape in order for you to help yourself and, and last for a full test day. And you know, a full test day is, is like almost three race distances or at least two race distances so it's it's more than what you use it in in a day in a Formula One weekend but it's definitely the best preparation that you can get. Well I think you did what
4: 20 21 laps
3: on Friday in FP1 and, and did you feel it after that? Uh, I felt some of my traps uh, but I think that was mostly because of the seat belts um, so no my, check's been a cha- my neck's been a champ.
4: Well you mentioned though, how. Having like now been a part of this weekend and maybe the end result of this weekend, obviously the team going for fourth in the constructors championship. How do you think today's going to play
3: out? Well, hopefully two podiums. Two podiums will be fantastic to end the season. I think our race pace is going to be, uh, you know, if it's stronger than our qualifying pace, I think that'd be insane news because that would mean we'd be one-two. You know, um, so I'm excited to see the race. I think I think it'll be uh, I think it'll be very good.
1: Ah, that was a fascinating discussion, Chris. That was great talking about mm. the, the neck and the, actually the trap muscles. I hadn't thought about that. No, that's the muscles that go down your starting your neck Trapping and goes down. Yeah. And, uh, you know, but, you always think of the, just the neck, right? Yeah. But it's really a lot more to it. That's fascinating
2: yeah and i I find him a really interesting cerebral kind of guy. He's very honest he's he's almost uh you know sometimes too honest like uh, I was watching him earlier in the weekend um doing some TV work and Indy? not really, but he was he was waxing rhapsodic about just how amazing Formula One was in comparison. To Indy right. as a car, and and that's there's nothing wrong with that. He's a te- he's a test driver. He's a you know, and and I really do. I'm looking forward to what his um, Tuesday is. Paddle War Day for me because. I really do think he's out to prove himself. We saw it at Sonoma. His joy of driving an old Formula One car um, yeah. from Hamilton. He said he grew up, you know, idolizing Hamilton. I really do think his ambition is Formula One. And after all the Polo and sounds like it, uh, yeah, Ward and you know the, the the stuff that McLaren have been through with Ganassi in the last couple of years, uh, and all of that, uh, you know, uh, sort of strangeness has has now yeah. folded out to Pado being the guy.
0: And the fact that he's going to do three race distances in a test, looking for specific things, trying hard. And this is not the kind of track where, you know, you go to Monza or somewhere where you have long straightaways where you could, you know, work your neck muscles and relax your hands and so forth. This is a a twisty place in Abu Dhabi. And it's going to be a, a long day's work yeah. Fascinating stuff.
2: And he's up against the likes of Oli Birman and Drogovic and all these yeah. other guys who are desperate. Right. I mean, Drogovic is a great example, desperate to get that seat somewhere. And, and you know, yeah. he says, that's where I want to be. But when you look at the McLaren lineup and how young it is, where do you fit Ooh. in? So what engine are they using yeah. and what potential will there be? For a driver within, I see the the, glint in yeah, your the eye. glint in my eye. Well, because we've been talking about Stoffel van Dorn, we've been talking about you know Mercedes drivers, and you know where 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 does it lead um, mm-hmm. potentially for Pato? Hey Chris, do you would you agree
1: that uh, that it's clearly this is Pato's goal after sitting with him to be in Formula One, yeah,
4: absolutely. There was actually a bit more to that chat, I'll admit, but obviously limited on time in the uh, in the build up, and I'm trying to keep it kind of on the stuff that's been more immediate, but uh, further down the line, we did have a chat, uh, which will play out maybe in one of the midweek shows. Yeah. Uh, that was very much, uh, yeah, that's where he wants to get to. He's got things he wants to achieve in uh, in IndyCar, you know, that he, he wants to tick off. But when he's done that, he then, you know, sees himself as capable of, of really mixing it with everyone here in Formula One, and that's where he wants to get to. So uh, that's yeah. his, that is his goal.
0: Yeah. Yeah, You. I mean, he's... Yeah. And you're. Well, I was just going to say, you're really right, Jonathan, to say this is not a comparison with IndyCar. You know, that's no. like asking, you know, a guy who flies with the Blue Angels, do you want to be an astronaut yeah, right? or something? Rob? That may not, may not be a good analogy, but but it's true. I mean, IndyCar is one animal and, yeah. and can be spectacular in its own way. Um, but Formula One is something else. And as Alonzo Jr. once described it years ago, he said, this is the space shuttle of motor racing. And, um, you know, that's simply the way it is.
1: I know and I can get caught up in some of that Twitter stuff because people just you know you see people if it's anybody that's related to IndyCar talks about Formula one they immediately they, they you know they come in and trash them it's like why it, it it's we should love them both i don't even i don't even mm-hmm. get it sometimes it just seems over yeah. the top
4: yep no you're absolutely now, I'm right with you guys or... on that cuz they've got to be different if they're not different then only one of them would survive yeah so you right. need to keep them separate and have their unique or their USPs and where they sit right now, I think pretty damn good on that front. Uh, but yes, I think to maybe the less trained eye, they just see a single seat racing car, assume they're all the same. Yeah. Uh, and therefore say, well, that one's slower or that one doesn't go to these places. Uh, and, and yeah, like say, talk them down. But I think they're both actually in pretty good places. And mm-hmm. I, I know that uh, Patos is quite vocal about it, but IndyCar is working hard, isn't it? To kind of help ride the wave of interest that I think the F1 boom has brought to motorsport in general
1: yeah and I, and I think, I think the, the yeah go ahead well I, was gonna say, I think the competition is good. it's good for the you know good for Indycar to go, well wait a minute, we need to be doing something too to to raise our profile
2: yeah and and the yeah. attitude is that all boats rise you know i yeah. I really yeah. do think that formula one has has elevated the interest in motorsport. and you know what I talk to my trans am drivers, and they say that drive to survive has made People wow. more interested in what they do. And and I know I'm not trying to even compare well, sure, Trans Am, but- but, but, but you know, it's the oldest road racing series in America. They're not well-known uh, Trans Am drivers, but they are very good, a lot of them, some of them. Uh, and I just want to, you know, it, it's it's amazing how if they're saying that, then that trickles all the way down to Formula 4 in, in America. Mm. Well, hey, we've got a couple of clips. Let's,
1: we, tell you what, let's get a quick break in. When we come back, we're going to hear from the McLaren drivers after hearing from Pato Award. You're listening to Speed City. We'll be back after these messages. All right, let's see what's going on on the YouTube. Andy P's out there. TW's out there. Andy P says, morning. Talk about the dawn's early light. Man, Andy, I did not recover from Vegas until Saturday morning, Saturday Friday night into Saturday morning, I slept for the first time in a normal fashion. And then here we are getting up. I and, had to take my daughter you know to the airport at 5 in the morning I know, morning. And,
2: you know, when I got you out on bail, I thought
1: you didn't look too bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I had a good freaking time. Oh, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I misspoke. Casey, were you Excellent on, on, on air when you said that? Because Casey, <laughs> Casey said, what happens in Vegas stays in, Vegas, days in Vegas. Uh, yes. Uh, hmm. Uh, none of us had any. Hey, I did. I did not gamble
2: one. Nickel. Me neither. I tried. <laughs> I tried. Oh, that's right. That's right. <laughs> I was going to put a flutter on.
1: You were going to put what a hundred bucks on on a Checo?
2: No, I was going. Uh, no, yeah, yeah. I was going to put. No. a – Yeah, I think I was going to put. A, there was. Yeah, because I mean, you said Checo was, the was like,
1: you know, really good, really high. yeah. yeah. Return. Yeah.
2: Uh, yeah. There were some good bets. Uh, you could bet on the yellow on the on the safety car coming out. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, it's not a good bet," <laughs> and <funny>. it wasn't. <laughs>
1: The CrowdStrike safety car.
2: How about this? <laughs> uh, we want. We must talk about the hail Mary that could be the saving grace of Hulken. Not saving grace of Hulkenberg, but Hulkenberg is in a position to throw the hail Ma- hail Mary today and beat Alpha Romeo. Yeah, four that's points true. is all he needs. Uh,
4: yeah. Uh, well, how long we got on break? I might grab a uh, Mario when we come out. Yeah. Good call.
1: Cool. Yeah. Yeah. G- um, yeah. Yeah. We please should, do. How long we got, Casey? Thirty seconds, Chris.
4: Perfect. That can Chris works. not hear you? No, can, for some you, reason. Yeah, but you also, can. Could, uh, I've okay, got a lot yeah. Of bass bouncing at the moment, so that's fine. That's fine.
1: You should know. I think I should know that after twenty-two races, right? You, you think? Yeah.
4: <laughs> I sometimes can hear him. Sometimes I get him.
1: <laughs> okay. Well, I feel better then.
6: Here we go.
5: Hello to everyone. This is Gunter Steiner. This is Speed City.
0: Welcome back to the fastest hour in radio. Speed City. All right. Welcome back, Chris. Are you ready with Mario Isola?
4: I am stood right by him right now, but he's currently speaking to Carlos Sainz Sr. So I'm uh, just letting that play out. I'm trying to work out what language is. He's trying to get tires for his body. Mario, what language do you speak to Carlos in? Is it Spanish, Italian, English? Uh, Italian. Carlos speaks very well. There we life. go. So yeah, we learned something there. Um, but Mario, I want to talk about strategies today because obviously FP1 and FP3, not really representative here. FP2, a lot of red flags, partly due to uh, that guy's son having a crash. So <laughs> what have you been able to learn and, and what do you think the main strategies are going to be today?
6: Yeah, you're right. But it's also true that we have the same compounds we had last year. So they can rely also on data from last year. Medium hard is uh, the quickest on paper. Medium hard, hard again, is uh, more or less the same time, uh, total race time. Uh, most of the teams uh, decided to keep two sets apart in their allocation. That's a clear indication that the hard is the race compound. The soft, uh, difficult to say, not probably the favorite race tire, but uh, it can be something different for uh, drivers starting from the back or for the last team. I was going to say, I think I've seen on the on the graphic that it's like, yeah,
4: the first or last stint for that. What about uh, two sets of mediums being used? I think only Alfa Romeo have that, but is it usable?
6: Absolutely, but the only team with two sets is Alfa Romeo.
4: And they're starting a long way back. <laughs> yeah, uh, but final race of the season. Uh, how pleased are you with how I guess the tyres have? have shown up and and given us a bit of a show here because your target really was
6: tires that didn't overheat too much so drivers can keep pushing and attacking each other. Yeah, our target was at the beginning to reduce the understeer, you remember from last year. Now we have to work at the overheating because due to the development of the cars, now we are back to a situation where we have some overheating that was not uh, really there last year. As usual, we have to follow with the tires the development of the car. It's not always easy because these guys are developing the cars as much as they can. Always quicker, always different, stressing for the front, the rear. And we need to understand in advance what is going to happen and react in advance because then we have to freeze the tire for one year.
4: Yeah, and you get to test on Tuesday, don't we? So we'll find out some more then.
6: Yeah, it's more for the teams to understand better the tires. They have the opportunity to fit additional sensors and collect data that they have to share with us. So also interesting for us.
4: Okay, well then, so it's not the end of track running uh, this weekend, but final race, so we're looking forward to it. Thanks for your time,
6: Mario. Thank you very much.
1: Ah, well, Chris, you were asking about which language he speaks to the drivers in, and let's—this is a perfect segue into our sponsor for today, uh, Rosetta Stone. To the grid, F1 aficionados, fellow F1 fans, as we race through over thirty countries from the historic tracks in Italy to the speedy straits of Japan, F1 is as global as it gets. Ever wish you could chat with the locals during the Spanish Grand Prix? or truly grasp the team radio in Italy's Monza, dive into the vibrant, multilingual world of Formula One with Rosetta Stone, your co-driver in language learning. With Rosetta Stone, you're not just on the track, you're in the race. No pit stops, no renewals. Move from rookie phrases to pole position conversations, immersing deeper in every race. Rosetta Stone offers a pit lane of 25 languages, guiding at your pace. And once you're on the grid, it's a lifetime ticket. No strings attached. Gear up for the next Grand Prix circuit. For a limited lap, get 50% off Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership. Full throttle your language journey at rosettastone.com sxm. That's rosettastone.com sxm for that 50% off. All right. Uh, yeah, Chris, that was interesting. I, Mario Isola always has the, the, the latest scoop on the tires. Yeah, Jonathan? Yeah, I,
2: I thought it was very interesting how he basically, for for a change, kind of flipped it and said, you know, we're trying to keep up with the development of the cars, never you know, at this point in the year, right. uh, whatever they brought or were thinking about would be perfect for Abu Dhabi may not be so. And like you said, a few overheatings, mm-hmm. the um, you know, some problems, etc. cetera, because obviously they get on top of it as the as the season goes on. So, you know, it's 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 a moving target too to keep up with the team. Oh, yeah.
0: And yeah. it's it's important to note and people trash Pirelli from time to time. Oh, these tires, they suck. They're trash. And so on. Pirelli was given a brief yeah. a mission statement, create yeah. this tire. And then as you heard Mario Isola say, we have to freeze that tire. We have to freeze mm-hmm. the, the, um, the formula for that tire, if you will. And yet the cars continue to develop. So, you know, they, the formula one teams may develop their cars right out of the window that a particular tire was developed for. And then you've got, you know, all sorts of new issues and questions to be answered. So, you know, I credit Pirelli. I think they've done a fabulous job. They're in uh, series all over the world. And this is probably the time to point out that whose idea was it to have the MotoGP finale and the Formula One finale at the same time? <laughs> Come on, people. I know. Hey, Not no. good. i yeah, only you... got one TV.
2: Yeah, yeah, and I always make this footnote, and you've heard it before. But Pirelli can make a tire that can go as long as you want. In other words, sure. just because we get 12 good optimal laps of a, of a soft tire does not mean that, that, that there's something wrong with those tires. No, it right. was like you say, it was a window that was created both for, for competitiveness and to get some strategy involved in the racing. So Pirelli, right. you know, just are going to that remit, giving everybody three choices and saying, have at it.
1: And they're fulfilling the RFP as it as it were. Yeah. All right. Hey, Chris, if you don't have somebody... yeah, if I
4: just jump in, guys, before you do, I'm walking with Chris Hemsworth here. I Just want to say, ah. Chris, uh, what brings you to the Formula One grid this weekend? The pop, obviously, the race. Who are here
6: with? I'm here with my family, my uh, my parents, my brothers, uh, my kids are here somewhere. Um, yeah, mate. It's 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 incredible. Always an incredible experience and a lot of fun.
4: Right, we get one in there because others have jumped in on him at the same time. So I marvel at you sometimes. <laughs> so that was, that was. we got one question in the end, didn't we? Yeah. Um, well,
0: grab that hammer. And I can see you,
4: you're guy. on
2: TV. I can see you talking to Mr. Let's, Hensworth.
4: Oh, that's that's cool. pretty cool. A, let's go for an old tradition. I've just been biffed out of the way by Martin Brundle, Christian. Yeah, Brundle, uh, Yeah, Chris Brundle's Hensworth. trying to get in your There's way. This want to speak to, but. I've got Christian Horner here, who is going for... over races. Which one? Because Hemsworth or Martin Brundle? <laughs> Martin. <laughs> don't tell my wife that. Uh, but Christian, you're going for your 21st race victory of the season. Max Grape is 19. How special has this year felt? And are you going to be glad to see the back of it? Or are I you mean, going to miss winning all the time? We'd like to do another six races. I don't think the seasons are long enough. <laughs> uh, based on the year that we've had. But no, I mean, in all seriousness... It's been amazing. Um, whatever happens today to have won 20 Grand Prix is something we could have never have dreamt about. So, you know, immense for the team, immense for Max. Um, and let's hope we can have a great race to sign the year off on. I guess, is your excitement going to be with Checo today? Because, I mean, Mercedes and Ferrari are surely watching each other and Max could just disappear into the distance. Well, they're all racing drivers, aren't they? So they're all going to be pushing hard. So, uh, you know, let's hope we can get a good start and uh, stay out of trouble and, and get into the race. Can you enjoy this one a bit more though? There's no pressure. Last one. Um, I, I, they're all they're all busy races, so um, you know, and they're all the same. But there's slightly less pressure than there was here two years ago. Yeah, yeah certainly that. Well, good luck today. Thank you. Thank you very much.
2: <laughs> nice job, Chris. Getting all the Chris's. I, I, Hemsworth smart, isn't he? Yes. You know, everybody and his mother were, was at Vegas. Hemsworth, he's on his own out there. He's having Chris, a great time.
1: We were watching on TV. Either Hemsworth is extremely tall, or you're not as tall as him. One of the two.
4: It's, well, I'm definitely not as tall as him. He is extremely tall. It made him easy to Yeah, he's to a big guy. Yeah, it was easy for me to get to him. Uh, and it also meant uh, that like, he, like he people part for him because they see him coming. Whereas, uh, I was just looking at Sergio Aguero, the Argentinian footballer, uh, is just doing an interview. And you can barely see him. You see cameras pointed at him. And you have to look around to work out who it is being interviewed because he's much shorter. So sometimes <laughs> it helps you get a, a tall celebrity. But uh, yeah, so, sorry to... Uh, jump across on a couple of things there but yeah
2: it was, it was, it was time for all the chrissies and will i am oh, he, okay. he's everywhere he was at vegas last week <laughs> yeah
0: i haven't done yeah, an um, album in
2: a while that's probably it
1: yeah the celebrities are out in force I, I i would imagine the uh the vegas you know the the spectacle that it was is probably driving a lot of yeah, this right yeah, now good you know point. think
2: about it well chris was saying that he'd never seen um Abu Dhabi as busy as it was uh this weekend mm. All right. I will admit,
0: I, I have a certain amount of envy when I see all these obvious Westerners sitting in the grandstands in places like uh, Abu Dhabi and, well, you know, pick a place, some exotic location, uh, Saudi Arabia, what have you. And I think, well, shoot, how hard can it be to go there then?
1: <laughs> Speaking of tall, Martin Brundle is interviewing this girl. I don't know how tall she is, but she's towering over Brundle, but. Oh, that's Maria uh, Sharapova. Sharapova yeah. Ah, okay, yeah. <laughs> okay. No wonder. Tennis
0: huh. player. They're all tall.
1: Yeah. yeah, she's an athlete, all right. Yeah, yeah, she looks like it. Uh, hey, Chris, we do have those. I wanted to hear the hear a uh, letter right here from Orlando Norris. If, if unless you think it's a, a not a good time that you might grab somebody,
4: uh, I think it's probably a pretty good time actually for you to do that. It's all got a bit tight here, and it's nearly national anthem time. Uh, at which point, I'll try and grab some drivers afterwards
1: okay well let's go in here because lando was not happy with his qualifying so let's hear from lando norris
5: uh no it's terrible i should be uh i don't care where i should be i made a mistake and ruined my day how good did the car feel up until that point great yeah it was really good and what do you think you can fight back tomorrow in tomorrow's grand prix i don't know i just hope i can fight back the car's easily quick enough so uh yeah another saturday ruined
2: interesting he's, another he's saturday pretty, ruined i know wow.
1: and,
5: and, and,
2: and, and, yeah he's he's Good. down and yeah. and I've, I, 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 I he he looks That's as if he has nice. been training at dirt fish, the way caught that car um because that it was, was rally amazing. it was rally-esque um it was completely sideways um but it at did speed. ruin his lap at speed yeah it was a brilliant catch but uh yeah for the second weekend is- in a row he's he's not happy man is he
0: no he's fifth on the grid i know inside of row three. It's, it's not like hey go talk to carlos science if you want to talk to somebody who's yeah. not happy with where he's starting but fifth, come on, Lando, give yourself a break.
2: Yeah, but it's Piastri that's uh, ahead
4: the of him. That's why. The The stage is set for our <laughs> Lando
0: said actually that he thinks he
4: might have been able to get pole position. Yeah, I think uh, he, that was, he was, was close up close he? enough. Yeah, he felt it was close enough that if he just put it all together at the very end, Are you ready? Uh, He could have yeah. the pole.
0: So uh, yeah, I tell you what, see where that s- anger comes from. Yeah, he. Um, I'm sure he desperately wants to avoid that. That. British phrase that is so perfect. He doesn't want to be known as the nearly man. Yes. The guy who gets so close. They know he's got a good car, but he's not getting the ultimate brass ring. And I'm sure it eats at him. Yeah. I feel for the guy.
2: Yeah. And he's a study of formula one. Uh, He knows how quickly Mm -hmm. a teammate can get on top of you. And Piastri is in the zone. There's no question that he's got a rival and a half uh, in Piastri. Mm -hmm. And I agree with a lot of people who say that that combination of he and Piastri could be one of the strongest, which is why I I thought of Pato and his ambition thinking, where do you fit in buddy? (laughs) You might be brilliant if you're Pato, but my gosh, how are you going to stop those two?
1: Yeah, we all know how mm-hmm. things can shuffle though over the next you know year or so. So yes, um, all right. Well, let's go ahead and uh, let's get our last break in. And when we come back, we'll be just 15 minutes from the final race of the season. Back after these messages. Yeah, Maria Sharapova, oh, Hemsworth's,
2: Hemsworth's
0: hugging yeah. Hamilton. F-I-E.
4: Stifano, the one nicely done there, because uh, I thought we might end up on a break when the driver's left otherwise, so I thought I'd try Yeah, it good
2: back. call. Yeah, yeah, good. We're, we're, by the way, we saw you on TV, Brundle trying to push you out of the way. It was pretty funny.
6: Yes. And, uh, I, uh, you, you, you should
2: have a word with his producer. It's not on. No, well,
4: on the ground here, that's another guy from Tommy. But it's the fact that he's giving the answer to me still, and he's going, uh, Martin Brundle, Sky Sports F1.
0: I've finished talking.
2: Yeah, I know. It's... <laughs> Well,
0: everybody knows Martin Brundle follows Chris Medlin around to get it. Oh, it's true. I mean, that's, and by the way, widely known.
2: Yeah. And it's not like Brundle won, won, a, won a chance to get in a race, a Formula One car. Is it? <laughs>
1: Hey, uh, David Lawrence on YouTube says, awesome job, Chris, with the interviews. Uh, Paul Bryan says, good early morning, all caps. Geez, one one week at midnight, next week at 6 a.m., you're turning us into race zombies. Yeah. Who are more time short than a crazy but brunette yeah,
2: if you could If you've done the whole 23 races, you truly are. The, the, we should have a badge that we can send. Yeah, we
0: should. Yeah, a sticker we can send out. Yeah. That's true. I, I,
2: I did the 2023 season. Yeah.
0: There you go. Uh, Live. Yes, live.
1: Andy P says McLaren was still best in Sector 3 all weekend, too. Yeah.
2: I think it's going to be interesting. I really do. I think there's going to be some surprises. I think this is going to be a good race. Um, And there is an Etihad fighter jet just about to fly over with a bunch of other fighter jets.
0: Oh, that they bring in, usually they fly one of those gigantic double decker no, uh, A380s.
2: I think it's a 737, but it's beautiful. It's a lovely Yeah, with the fighters underneath
1: shelf. it. Wow, that is very cool. Yeah. It's a sustainable fly, cat, fly pass, excuse me, in line with Formula One's commitment to their net zero.
0: All right, here we go. Yeah, they. here we go. Well,
6: finishing the top six.
0: Hi, this
3: is Max Steppen, and you're listening to Speed City.
0: Welcome back to the fastest hour in radio, Speed City. The Speed City F1
1: pre-race show on SiriusXM is brought to you by CrowdStrike. Stop today's most sophisticated cyber attacks at the office, the racetrack, and everywhere in between. Learn more at CrowdStrike.com slash XM. Man, Chris, we are watching on television. It is still crazy out there.
4: Yeah, it really is. I'm trying to find a way of... Ducking and diving my way through without getting in the way of cameras and things at the moment. Uh, Charles Leclerc just warming up next to me, uh, doing some back stretches and neck stretches for this trainer. Uh, but we've just actually had a, a moment of appreciation for Franz Tost. Obviously, it's his final race in charge of the Alpha Tari team before he then will uh, retire. And uh, yeah, it was a really nice moment where it was like an announcement to all of the crowd that, uh, you know, show your appreciation for him after that happened. So uh, that was a, a cool moment because he's been part of that team for decades
1: yeah chris it looks like there's about 10 people out there with sky microphones what is going on they're well, they, ganging up on they, you they have
2: 80 80 people that's, on site
4: yeah that's you get sky italy you get sky germany and you get sky uk and they're all uh they're all branded the same but they're, they're talking to different channels so uh yeah, yeah it's always always quite a, an interesting one um when you're uh, fighting with all the cameras Belly, 'Cause they can yeah. them me. You can get the reporter on one side and you get a cover on the
0: other. Hey, Chris, uh, a question. We talked about it on our qualifying show yesterday that Franz Tost, nobody's gonna miss him more than Yuki Sonoda. Mm. They seem to have developed a personal relationship. Sonoda has, I think, come good in large part because Franz Tost sort of took charge of the kid. Uh, what are your thoughts about that as Toast heads for the sunset?
4: Yeah, I, I totally agree. Uh, Yuki's actually wearing a special tribute helmet as well, mm. so he's got um, he's got a very cool like Japanese leaf design. Uh, but on the top, he's got a picture of him and Franz having a cuddle, uh, and it says Servus Franz." So thank you, Franz, in uh, in German. So yeah, really nice little touch. And so that's on the top of the lid. You'll see that. Uh, on the onboard camera if anyone's watching and gets an onboard shot of Yuki. So. And, and Yuki's in the place to do yeah. something special today. I'm just walking past Alex Albon's Williams, uh, which is not in a position to score points right now, quite a long way back, uh, whereas Yuki's starting six. <clears throat> Basically, if the positions were to end as they qualified, Ferrari would move ahead of Mercedes for second place and AlphaTauri would move ahead of Williams for seven and Haas would move up to ninth yeah. ahead of Alfa Romeo. Um, do I see all that coming together? Admittedly, no, I don't. But um, that's kind of where we're sitting at the moment uh, with, with the starting positions. So, yeah, stuff needs to change to, uh, to stop that.
1: All right. Well, speaking of starting positions, Mr. Varsha has the grid hot and ready, fresh off the presses, ready for us. Mr. Varsha.
0: And it may even be right. So let's get started here. <laughs> Final grid of the year. Row one. Max Verstappen and Red Bull on pole trying to put a cherry on top of one of the most dominant Grand Prix seasons since Jim Clark. 30-second career pole for Max, tying Ileone, Nigel Mansell on the all-time list. It's also Max's fourth straight here at Abu Dhabi. Next to him, Charles Leclerc in the first of the Ferraris. Fifth straight front-row start for the Monegasque. as he and Verstappen line up 1-2 for the final three races of the season. And don't forget that battle for second that Chris just mentioned in the constructors. Row two, inside, Oscar Piastri in the McLaren. <clears throat> Excuse me. Third top three start of the season for the rookie. No matter what happens in this race, McLaren as a team have authored a remarkable comeback after a pretty fruitless start to 2023, and they could wind up fourth in the constructors. P4, George Russell in the Mercedes. His best ever start in uh, Abu Dhabi, tying his seven-time world champion teammate Lewis Hamilton for the intra-team qualifying contest at 11 each. Row three, inside, Lando Norris and the McLaren. Speaking about qualifying a teammate, Norris was outrun by the other side of the garage for the first time ever here at Yas Marina. Next to him, Yuki Sonoda and the Alpha Tauri. Talk about ending the season on a high note. The Japanese third year driver managed his best ever Grand Prix grid position, equaling his sixth place start in the Brazilian sprint race a few short weeks ago. Row four, inside, Fernando Alonso in the Aston Martin, his best starting position in Abu Dhabi since 2012, as Aston appears to have righted the ship after a long string of late summer blues in terms of performance. They're in the battle for fourth among constructors. P8, Nico Hockenberg in the Haas crashed in FP2 on Friday, but he also finished no worse than seventh in four straight races here in Abu Dhabi from 2014 to 2017, and that kind of scoring is critical to Haas, as they hope to rise from last in the constructors championship as chris mentioned row five inside sergio perez in the red bull lost third and second places in the last two gps but managed to lock down the runner-up position in the drivers championship that the team was expecting of him p10 pierre gasly in the alpine starts in the top 10 at yas Marina for only the second time in seven tries row 6 p b11 lewis hamilton for mercedes failed to reach q3 in a spot in the top 10 in two consecutive races for the first time since 2014. A five-time winner here, at least he is assured of third in the driver standings. P12, Esteban Ocon in the Alpine, ninth in points, and being chased by Lance Stroll in the Aston, Ocon has missed Q3 for the last four consecutive races. P4, the aforementioned Lance Stroll in the Aston Martin, as luck would have it. The Canadian and Decon will be racing each other all night for that all-important position in the Drivers' Championship. P14, Alex Albon and the Williams, whose points haul in 2023 thus far is the best for a Williams driver since 2017, hoping to help Williams clinch seventh in the Constructors' Points and the bazillions in prize money that go with it. P. Uh, Roa 8 P15, Danny Ricardo for Alpha AlphaTauri. Five years ago, the Smiling Aussie finished fourth in this race in his final drive, as Verstappen's Red Bull teammate, remember that? One year ago, he was ninth here in his final drive for McLaren before being bought out of his contract. I'm sure he doesn't want to remember that. P16, Carlos Sainz in the Ferrari. What's the Singapore winner with a masterful drive doing back here? The Spaniard <laughs> crashed heavily in free practice, too, then blamed traffic in first-round qualifying, though TV replays showed no obvious incidents. Row nine. P seventeen, Kevin Magnuson in the second Haas. I hope you guys have seen the adorable video of yes. his little daughter putting his helping him put his gloves on. Cool, it is. He was eliminated in Q one for the twelfth time this season. Go get him, K mag Yeah, P eighteen, yeah, right. <laughs> hey, well done, Valtteri Bottas and the Alfa Romeo start eighteenth. This will be the last race for Alfa Romeo with the ha- uh, Sauber team, who mm. so I noted are not going to pick up Audi branding for the new majority team owner until 2026 which will be Audi's official debut. Anyway, the Finn wraps up the final four races of the season with two top 10 appearances in qualifying and two Q1 eliminations. Figure that one out. <laughs> Row 10, P19, Guanyu Zhou or Zhou Guanyu, whichever you like, and the second half Romeo who's been much more consistent. 15 Q1 eliminations in 22 attempts for the Chinese driver. And P20, sadly, Logan Sargent in the Williams Will this be the swan song for the first American in F1 since Alex Rossi nearly a decade ago? He gave it his best, but lost both of his push laps to track limits violations. So he will start at the very back of the field. And there's your grid.
1: Perfect. Ah, thank you, Mr. Varsha. Um, we'll go out to Chris one last time. What do you got,
4: Chris? I was going to say, I didn't even interrupt Bob. I thought with the time we had and the fact that, you know, let's let's end on a high note, that I wouldn't cut him off <laughs> when he's in full flow. But <laughs> I, I know you wanted to. It's just like a, an interesting tidbit, but uh, I was just uh, stood by Carlos Sainz's car because, as you say, a long way back, saw Fred Vassar come and give him a hug uh, and really try and G him up before he goes out there. So keep an eye on Sainz because he's going to be looking to put in an attacking drive. Mm. And it's his final race with his current kind of helping team around him. So his, his performance coach, a guy called Rupert Manwaring, who I'm actually good friends with, but oh, I yeah. did not find this out until I was on the, on the grid and confirmed with him, is making a shock transfer to become Max Verstappen's performance coach next yeah. year. So Verstappen wow. has nabbed Sainz's performance coach. Uh, so it's uh, there's not much movement in the driver market, uh, but there is on that level. Uh, Michael Italiano, who, as well, who works with Yuki, it's his last race working with Yuki, and he's off to run a lot of cricket teams. Uh, he's been headhunted for something like that. So while a lot of the drivers are staying the same, actually, the, the right-hand person to them, that the quite often you see with them, really, you know, really tight relationship they have, a lot of them are changing over the winter. So, um, yeah, there'll be there'll be a few that I imagine you might hear team radio messages and uh, thanks at the end of the race. But also, you know, they'll be keen to go out on a high uh, with that sort of combination.
1: All right, Jonathan Green, we've got about two and a half minutes left in the show. After Red Bull's 822 points, we've got some things to watch for today, don't we?
2: Yeah, we do. Um, we've got to watch uh, Russell and Leclerc. Uh, fighting for from P4 and P2 as they go head-to-head uh, to decide exactly where that's going to pan out. You've got two guys on 200 points, and that is the two Spaniards, Alonso and Carlos Sainz. I'm looking for the Hail Mary from Hulkenberg. It can be done. Um, Hulkenberg's got to find any which way to get those four points and beat uh, the team ahead of them, which is Alfa Romeo. Yeah, four to tie, actually. Four to tie, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, and I don't know how that would count back, but it may not work out that they... Yeah, I don't know.
1: That's true. Who who would win if they tied on points? I mean, I, there is the, the tiebreakers, of course. Uh, is know? that on
2: Haas and Alfa Romeo, Yeah. You're asking? Yeah. It
4: yeah. will be Haas. They have a seventh place from Melbourne that Holcomb uh, got in that chaotic uh, race. There you go. Alfa Romeo's best result is eighth. So if they are tied on points, assuming it's not with uh, somehow... Well, it it would it'd have to be Haas outscoring Alfa Romeo
2: anyway today. Yeah. So, yes, yeah. tied on points
4: means Haas will win that.
1: Well, Chris, by the way, I was asking that question rhetorically because I knew you knew the answer. <laughs> yeah,
2: actually, I, I, if we've got two seconds, I'd like, Chris, uh, you, you mentioned science. What is an aggressive strategy? We, we heard from Mario that hard-medium was the obvious and medium-hard-hard hard could be the same race distance or time. Um, what yeah. would you call a, an, an aggressive go? Uh, I would call soft-hard-hard hard, aggressive.
4: Okay. So he's got two sets of hards. I'd say start on the soft. Make moves early on, and then once you've tried to get a few positions and you've negated, I don't know from like 16th to maybe about 10th in that opening stint, mm-hmm. uh, then you do a, a two-stop strategy with two stints on the hard uh, if it's a good race tire. Problem is, Ferrari aren't always great on the hard; it's hit and miss. So they'd find out. Um, yeah. Other option would be to run long on the hard from the start, but as we say, if they're not good on a, on the hard from the start, they'd be in trouble. So I, I'd go soft. All right,
1: quick go. quick picks. We got 30 seconds. I'll do. I'll go. I'll start. I'm going to say Leclerc wins. Followed by Piastri, followed by Verstappen. Jonathan? Lando. Okay,
0: Bob? I'll go with Verstappen, Leclerc, Russell. Ooh. And
4: Chris? Verstappen, Russell, Norris. And I can tell you Sykes is starting on a hard
0: tire, so don't listen to me. Ah. (laughs) well he didn't ask your opinion i mean that's what he should have done so obviously his race is complete toast at this point.
1: all right everybody yeah thanks for tuning in
0: stick right here for the race and then stick right
1: here after the race for our post-race show thanks for tuning in